Welcome back, everybody, to the Star Wars podcast, where we talk all things Star Wars, Marvel, and everything in between. Please take a moment to check our show notes to find our social media, merch, and more. Today, we are recapping The Mandalorian, The Pirate, in full spoiler detail. So if you haven't seen the episode, I would get out of here. And unfortunately, Tommy is busy today doing some pirate stuff. But I'm joined by a great guest, a Twitch streamer, silent podcast contributor, Jar Jar Binks sympathizer, and one of the great Star Wars, Star Wars correspondents. It's the Bo-Katan to my Mando. It is Katie. How's it going, Katie? What an intro. I have <laughs> never been introed that way before. Such an honor. I'm, I'm truly honored. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm very excited to talk about Mando. But you know what? Let's go off topic right at the start. Okay, Don't we love that. It. Isn't that great? Yeah. Um, have you kept up chaos. with Bad Batch? I have kept up with Bad Batch. Are you, so you finished the season? Finished the season. I just have to say, uh, because we we stopped doing the Bad Batch coverage. Okay. Um, you know, I don't think Tommy was loving it. To be fair, but, I was on a Bad Batch podcast back in season yeah. one. Yes, you were. Um, but we we ended up talking about The Last of Us instead. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say, choice. we were wrong. Uh, yeah, the ending we of Bad wrong. Batch was had me in uh, tears. Yeah, uh, like the best episode of Star Wars this year for sure. A thousand percent. I actually paused Mandalorian to go watch. The Bad Batch. Because I was like, I don't care about this. Give me <laughs> what's going to happen to Omega. Give me what's going to happen to Crosshair, which we still don't even know. I just, uh, even though he's truly evil, he's he has a place in my heart. I just, yeah, I was crying. I was like, I was a mess. I was a mess. Well, Katie, um, I got to get your takes here. I know okay. uh, as much as we do want to talk about Bad Batch, I got to know, yeah. what did you think about this most recent episode of Mandalorian? Well... Let's talk about it. Oh, no, I don't no. know. Here we go. Uh, okay, listen. I have said a few times that The Mandalorian has never really been my favorite of the live-action Star Wars. I mean, it was when it was the only one. but uh, And it was when it was just The Mandalorian and the Book of Boba Fett, to be fair. But I, and this is an unpopular opinion, I liked Obi-Wan better, but it's because I'm an Anakin stan and an Obi-Wan stan and a Ewan McGregor stan and a Hayden Christensen stan. So it had all the things I wanted. Um, and obviously Andor was a complete masterpiece. And I just feel like The Mandalorian is hitting a little bit of a stale note for me. Last week's episode, I was like, I could be out on this show. This week, I'm like, I guess I'm in. Um, let's just see where it goes. But it was it wasn't my favorite episode, that's for sure. Okay, we love the honesty here. Yeah, um, I'm sorry. And I will say it's it's not it's not that it's a bad thing. Again, if this was like the only Star Wars thing that we had, I think oh, I'd be, I'd be like, fine with it. Yeah, I'd be like, yeah. this is the best. Um, especially coming out on the week of the Bad Batch finale. Um, definitely a second note for me. And then coming off Andor, it's like you know, Mandalorian is like the goofy clown of like the Star Wars universe at this point yeah. where like they're just doing like there's Babu Fricks running around. Yeah. The pirates are like so mustache twirly. Uh, like it's so yeah. there's a lot of cheese to it, which there's a lot to love in that. But then, uh, yeah, there's <laughs> it can be a lot. I think the worst thing to happen to the Mandalorian was Andor. Because the Mandalorian was like the shining star and Andor, I think it's not everybody feels that way about Andor, I'm sure. Some people are probably like, it's boring. But like that to me was prestige Star Wars. I want everything to be like Andor, just inject Andor Andor into my veins forever and I would be happy. So having the Mandalorian come straight off of that, I'm just kind of like, oh, remember how good that other show was? I miss that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, damn you, Andor. Uh, still you. waiting for season two, though. Um, not to be a hater 
Yeah. It's it's entertaining. I'm sure we're gonna have to find a lot of uh, yeah. to love here yeah. as we go through it. Um, and we do. We uh, uh, just to dive into the episode here. We open on you know I kind of teach the big pirate episode here. Oh yeah. We did uh, Gordian Shard back, yep. and uh, he's looking for revenge on Navarro. Uh, yeah, the pirate, the pirates. I feel like they don't work for you. Is that am I reading that right? I think you're reading it right. Yeah, they don't work for me. <laughs> they don't work for me. They're a little too cartoony for me to take seriously. Like, yeah, I'm just surprised that those guys are such a big thread, given what they look and sound like and how they act. Like, we got to like, get it together, Navarro. Uh, what, spinach monster, old gray looking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I hear you. I think the big thing for me and the big, what was really like, and I've been stirring over this a little bit, but like a big plot point in this episode coming from our buddy, Captain Carson, he is all about like, uh, he thinks this is a worse sign for what it means to the empire and Gideon. Mm -hmm. That's a connection I never would have made, right? Like any bad thing that happens in the galaxy, like I'm not going to assume that they're associated with Moff Gideon. And like, that's his whole thing. And that's like his argument is like, why this is so important. And I'm like, I'm still like, I like the only reason I think that that's a possibility is because he said it. Yeah, it's, it felt like a reach to me for sure. I never would have put the, the only thing that makes me think about Moff Gideon is the fact that everyone's like, yeah, what happened to that guy anyway? I heard he's at a war tribunal, but like maybe he didn't make it. I don't know. I think his mind got flayed to death. It's like, okay, obviously <laughs> Moff Gideon, they're soft launching, hard launching a soft launch of, of Moff Gideon here. So yeah, I mean, it, that felt like a shoehorned way to get Moff Gideon back into the into the storyline but i mean listen he knows better than us yes and another another character that has um you know annoyed me on this show is grief karga and here's yeah. why okay and i i said it at the time i said i understand why he's made the decision that he did to be a free planet right he didn't want to be associated mm -hmm. with the new republic and I, my thought process was like, look, he just had to deal with the Empire. Like, things were really bad. Everything's great now, and he's doing it on his own. So, like, how can you blame him? But now it's like he needs the New, new Republic's help, and he's kind of come crawling back a little bit. So I want to know what your take is here. Like, what do you think about Grief Karga's decision? Is he foolish for kicking them out? Do you understand it? I think we really have to blame Cara Dune. <laughs> ultimately it's, it seems to be her fault yeah it's like completely let's just blame her for everything bad but yeah no it seems like he should have had a plan b or maybe like a full police force instead of just one person who ended up getting themselves canceled and having to leave the show um because it's just it feels short-sighted i mean they spent so much time and money paving navarro and making it this beautiful epic place which is really impressive but then they don't have anything to protect it and it just seems really short-sighted and like a really bad decision to either not be part of the New Republic or not have something in place that can protect you the same way the New Republic would have. But I get the hesitation. I do. I mean, it doesn't seem like the New Republic really has it together very much at all. So I, I get it. Yeah, and that's a big thing I got with the Dr. Pershing episode. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, they seem hypocritical about a lot of things. Um, and yeah, there's there's a lot going on here where they're like, they're not even sure like the protocol of how to help right. a planet like this, right? They're just like, well, I guess we're just going to help the people that support us. We don't even, we haven't talked that right. far ahead. <laughs> yeah, we didn't really think about this. Yeah, we didn't think this through. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the, the pirates are, are bombing Navarro mm -hmm. here. Um, they had a cool uh, ship. Do you like the ship? It's I guess it's kind of like a, it reminds me of like a hammerhead shark. Yeah, that's what that's what I got from it too. I wonder if they were trying to make it look a little 
um, I guess like aquatic or something or like a pirate ship from below. It looked like it had, I don't know what the front of the ship is. Is it like the helm or something? I don't know. But it, the, it looks kind of cool. It had a cool like striping on it. I thought it was interesting. Yeah, like, you know, like tiger print type. Uh, yeah. I will say like the inside of the ship, I think that's a little too nice. Like it looks yeah. like a luxury yacht in there. It did. I'm it like, looked like it belonged on like space below deck or something. And we got this guy who looks like Davy Jones from the yeah. Caribbean movies. And it's like, um, you know, maybe a little darker, grittier. Did you catch that the way they uh, steer the ship is with a big, like, pirate wheel? He was like, <laughs> it was, <laughs> I was like, you know, that's an interesting touch. It's pretty yeah. funny. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, it, again, just, like, very, like, stereotypical mm -hmm. bad guys, like, throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Um, so we will go here to, uh, again, I mentioned uh, Carson Tava. And he gets a message, and something very interesting happens in this scene. I wasn't sure what to make of it at first, but it has been confirmed that Zeb is here from Rebels. I know. That was so exciting. I was like, wait, that guy looks like Zeb. And I was like, wait, no, that is Zeb because it's yeah. the same voice, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, that's it, super exciting. Credits, and I think I've heard this from a lot of people. A lot of people are like, well, it, like, is that was that actually him like there yeah. seems to be some confusion um i think the big thing was like it was a very nonchalant cameo like yeah. he kind of comes over and like i tried to take notes on what carson and uh zeb talked about but it was kind of useless like yeah that doesn't really say anything of substance <laughs> yeah 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 um and, and we also we saw the same uh the same alien race in the fallen order uh, video game Yes. as uh it? yeah cal's master yes so yeah. i'm like and that guy looked exactly like zeb so it's like he i did. don't know everybody looks the same here I don't yeah i mean he looked exactly like zeb i actually just finished playing through that game for a second time this week and he really does look exactly like zeb okay are you gonna come talk to us about the second game when it comes i out? would lo absolutely love to okay. i can't wait uh good uh so yeah um what does this mean to you though like uh is this like because we did a cameo draft and my Ooh. cameo team was full of rebels characters okay not zeb unfortunately i did not mm. get a point on this one um but i've been full like fully believing that we're gonna get a lot of rebels characters in this season to set up what might come in ahsoka so what's yeah. your theory on that do you think we're gonna see more yes i think we are i think we're probably gonna see sabine i would assume um just because of such a heavy Mandalore, um, obviously it's the Mandalorian, but like the plot line is just so heavy there. There's the history with Bo-Katan. I just feel like it would make sense to see Sabine. I think they're gonna have to do some kind of a soft launch uh, of these characters, I think, before we get them in Ahsoka. Maybe just so we get people interested in watching the animated series before the show, because it feels like it is gonna be pretty heavily tied in. So I think we're gonna get a couple more. Even, I think they're gonna be small cameos. I don't think it's gonna be anything serious other than maybe Sabine. Like I do think we, we might get more of her. I think we would get the heaviest cameo um, so, yeah. on, on her. Sabine was my first pick, you know, mm -hmm. Mandalorian yep. on the Mandalorian just makes sense. Yep. Um, what I thought was weird, though, is that like we didn't see Hera here. I feel yeah. like Hera as the pilot would have been hanging out with the New Republic pi uh, pilots. So I was like, that's true. Uh, I guess Zeb was Zeb a co-pilot. I don't know. Uh, uh, I don't know. Was he just part of the crew? I don't really yeah. know. Technically. <laughs> yeah. What was his job? But, yeah. That's a good um, question. The muscle. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so Grief does get this message here uh, from Grief Karga, who is groveling, begging for help. Mm -hmm. um, and he is going to go to Coruscant to ask for help. And this is an interesting scene here. We get this new character named Tuttle, who is like, uh, 
he's in every TV show. I Tim recognize Meadows, him. Yeah. 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 That's his name. Yeah. Uh, I know. I recognize him from the office, but um, mm -hmm. he's in everything. So principal and mean girls. He's yeah. SNL alumni. He's, he's well-rounded. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So uh, very cool to see him here. Um, but this is who he's going to be asking for help to save Navarro. And again, kind of talked about it, but you know, he's, at first, he's like, yeah, this is concerning, but, like, I don't think we can do anything. And then we get Aliyah Kane, who shows up again yeah. here. Sticking um, her nose where it doesn't belong. Yeah, just kind of listening in on conversations and mm -hmm. butting in. Um, and Carson doesn't like this either. He's like, that sounds like very Empire behavior. Yeah. Yeah, this is, like, the second time that she's been kind of called out for that two weeks in a row. She's a little bit of a mess here. Yeah. Very blatant to me. <sighs> And I'm torn, okay? Like, okay. I feel bad for Grief Cargo. Like I said, I think he's made a dumb decision already on the front end. Um, she kind of makes a point here where she's like, well, you know, it took me a while to see the ways of the New Republic. Yeah. Maybe we need to let them stir on this a little bit. Yeah. And is she really seeing the ways of the New Republic? I mean, she's seeing True. the ways, but is she believing the ways of the New Republic? I, I It's left to be seen, I would say. But, uh, yeah, I mean... She's a little brutal, I think, in or a little savage, maybe. But I think she does have a point. It's like, well, you're not, you're not paying your taxes, right? So it's like, why are we gonna rush to help you when you're not really like paying your dues to the New Republic? It's like, well, you know, we could help you, but then no one's gonna pay their taxes because then everyone knows they're gonna get help if they're not part of it. So it's, you know. I will say um, this might be the biggest clue to the fact that the pirates might be tied to Moff Gideon because Elijah Kane used to work for Moff Gideon. Yeah. And now it seems like Elijah Kane has some sort of investment and in that's not going through. So yeah. maybe that's if there's any hint there. Um, do you think that's what's going on? Is Elijah Kane like secretly like talking to Moff Gideon? Yeah, I think she is. I think he's sending her on these missions, like um, what happened with Dr. Pershing. I think that was all orchestrated by Moff Gideon. It just feels very much like he's pulling the strings here. I'm not really seeing the connection 100% to Moff Gideon to the pirates, but maybe they'll find a way to make it make more sense. It just feels um, it feels a little forced. I agree with you. Speaking of which, what did happen to Dr. Pershing? <laughs> he got like, mind flayed. Now he's, uh, who knows where he is. I thought maybe yeah, we like, were going to see him at one of the desks, just like uh, kind of like a drone at, at a desk, but I don't I don't think we got a, a view of him this week. Yeah, I'm still not like clear on what that thing does to you. Like, uh, I'm not either. Like, does it, why, I, like, at the very least, I imagine it wipes your memory. Does it kill yeah. you? Does it, ter like, I, I don't know. Who knows? I mean, she turned that voltage up pretty high, so. Yeah. It reminds me of a movie that um, uh, I probably shouldn't even say anything because I don't remember the title. It's got uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a Netflix movie. It's like one of those like Netflix movies that comes out. That's like uh, it's got the it's got Thor in it. Whatever. I'm moving on. Mm, okay. <laughs> it's similar to that. Okay. Um, so at this point, this is where uh, Carson Tava is going to go meet with the Mandalorians. We find out that he knows the location thanks to R five. R five is a big rat here. It's a total uh, rat. <laughs> total rat they're like how did you know where we're at and uh like our five's like that was me yeah, and uh, they're like well now we have to move like this sucks <laughs> yeah. well to be fair they should have moved a long time ago they had these huge dinosaur birds taking their children they have huge alligator things coming out of the water trying to eat them this is clearly a terrible place for them to have their covert Katie, be careful with this dialogue you have going on because we posted a TikTok about this and the Star Wars fandom attacked us why? 
They were like, they have to be there. I don't no, know. they don't like, have to be there. It's a huge galaxy. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> they were like, <laughs> they're uh, they like, you guys don't even understand Mandalorians. Like the comments were pretty oh, spicy. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, our bad, I guess. Yeah, no, they definitely should have moved. Yeah, let's um, just murder all the wildlife on this yeah. weird rocky planet instead of just find a better place. Totally makes sense. Yeah. And I'm making this into another TikTok. Do it. Uh, Come at I'm me, TikTok. Star Wars TikTok. I I'll guess. take you all on. Um, uh, so it's kind of weird though. Like, again, they're like very hesitant to Carson showing up here. Paz is like, you're not welcome here. Even Mando's like, what are you doing, dude? Get out. Yeah. Yeah. Like what, what, uh, what is this? Yeah. Um, but this does, uh, ring a bell with Mando mm -hmm. and he gives a speech to all the other Mandos and, um, basically just trying to convince them that this is the right course of action. They could come out of the shadows and have a better home life. Um, and even Paz steps, steps up here. And at first you think he's going to like be super negative. Yeah. Like he kind of, very dramatic setup, but so dramatic. Um, yeah, he's a, he ends up with like, because we are Mandalorians, we must do this. So um, yeah. Any thoughts on like the, the bunker speech here? Yeah. No, not really. I mean, I feel like we, I would love to know a little more just in general about this like crew of Mandalorians here and this uh, kind of like what they believe in and who their leader. It's like the armor is a leader, but Paz is also kind of the leader. But then Din comes in and he's like sort of kind of like a reluctant leader. But then there's also Bo-Katan. It's like, you gotta, we got to get it together. This might be a hot take, but I need like more characters from these, this group. Like, it, Me too. like there's Paz who's like really different. There's the armor who's really different than Bo and Mando. But then everyone else is like carbon copies. Like, I don't they know. They just like, look like cosplayers. Yeah. Yeah. Just like a bunch of cosplayer Mandalorians. And it's, it's almost like they tried to make all their armors like unique, but in that they all look the same. I don't know. It's yes. weird. <laughs> and I feel like Din Djarin's armor is just way too different. Like it's just so much nicer than everyone else's that it's almost distracting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like imagine having a chrome car, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Just like a ridiculous. ship really kind of stands out. Um, yeah, so they end up buying into this. Oh, another weird thing I wanted to talk about, mm -hmm. and I'm going to, this is going to be something I'm going to mention again later, the armor and the armor's tools that there's, it's weird to me, right? Because yep. not only are they tools, not only they're weapons, but if you notice, it's the talking stick. It is the talking stick. Yep. <laughs> like mm -hmm. what the hell? It's all purpose. It's an all purpose hammer or forge or whatever it's called. Yeah. yeah. I, I guess we can talk about it now since we're on the sure. stick, but like, yeah, the armor like literally makes all of this armor and weapons like certainly she could have made like a better weapon than like actually using her tools. She's selfless. She's too busy making armor and tools and weapons for everyone else. She didn't make anything for herself. I guess so. Yeah. This would be like like if you watch The Walking Dead or like, you know, any other zombie show, like everyone has like their own weapon that's like not, you know, like baseball bat or whatever. Like this yeah. is like her zombie apocalypse weapon. Not, right. Like, the ideal. Yeah. I don't know. It yeah, it's a little, it's, it was strange. It was strange. It just feels like, you know, Paz has this huge backpack, like whatever machine gun thing. And she's just like, no, I just have like my hammer and my, I don't know, what were those tongs or yeah. I don't know the appropriate, <laughs> I'm not into tools. So I don't know what that would be yeah. called, but yeah, it was, uh, I mean, she used them. She mm -hmm. used them well. She knows how to work with them. So, I mean, you know, if it's not broke, but it just, uh, yeah, it feels a little strange. So um, the next scene here, we immediately get into like preparing for the assault, right? Bo is prepping mm -hmm. everybody. Um, and back on the planet, 
uh, kind of like I've talked about, this, these these crazy pirates just doing evil things down below. Like they're shooting like, at the things in the, the I don't know what those are called, but the things from Jabba's palace that uh -huh. are uh, in the tree. That was terrible. Yeah. And they're like, there's like, like the entire town has left at this point, right? Like mm -hmm. they all ran away with grief, except for like, there's this one bartender who's like, <laughs> them, and they're like yeah. knocking over his yeah, tray. Pushing him over. He's like an old man. Yeah, that was terrible. Uh, yeah, just very standard villain things here. Drinking, mm -hmm. all that stuff. Um, this is where Mando comes in and we get a nice music cue to introduce him. As we do every time he's on the screen. Exactly. That was a horrible. <laughs> yeah, I got the job done. I need like maybe that's I need that as a sound clip, just the mm. Manto entering. Um, but yeah, so I've I've been complaining about a lot of the decisions characters have made thus far. I'm about to make another one. <laughs> Why is Grogu in the ship with Mando at this point? Like we even find out later, and Grief calls him out on. It. He's like, "You are outnumbered ten to one, my friend." Mm -hmm. And he's like, "I like those odds." But like, do you really like those odds with like the kid in the car? I mean, I guess if you want to have any kid in the car, it should be this kid, right? I mean, he seems like he's really grown in his force ability. He took out all of the, I forget their name. I wrote it down in my notes from last week too, or two weeks ago when those like cavemen guys were on Mandalore. He just was like pushing him out of the way. If I'm with any kid, I want it to be this kid. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, he goes from being the most precious cargo of all time to just being in constant danger at, at all, every step of the way. Maybe I'm like still stuck on like the Joel uh Pedro Pascal mm. character where like Pedro Pascal he would like never put Ellie in this situation. I don't know if you want to. No, Ellie's been in pretty bad situations. I guess so. <laughs> pretty rough situations. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so there's uh there's a lot of stuff going on here. Um it, you know, there's not a whole lot to say about the action sequences. Mm -hmm. A lot of it's very play and there's there's like dog fights in the air and there's yep. like gun shooting on the ground um again i mentioned like the babu fricks of it all are here cheering um yeah they're, they're just there to react right like they provide yeah. no that like they're scared when when the bad guys are there and they're happy when they're gone mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i'm okay with that honestly i'm okay with it like i don't need them to do anything more than just give me reaction shots and sounds every once in a while and mm -hmm. you know that's the one thing that i would say i'm supportive of yeah this is something my mom would hate my mom hates um she is a, a casual star wars fan but when she watches like uh like the porgs she hates porgs i feel yeah. like casual fans love things like the porgs and stuff like well, that she she sees through it she's like they're just okay. merchandise yeah i know it's true yeah. it's she's disney right. taking over my star wars <laughs> i mean she's not wrong she's not wrong yeah so uh watch out babu freak she's coming for you <laughs> um let's see here is there any other highlights from this whole fight scene um, I mean, I don't know. I think not for me, really. I mean, you know, it's just, it feels like we're seeing kind of like, here's my issue. I What you said earlier, I agree with you. I don't feel like there's a lot of characters in this cohort of Mandalorians. And I there's no stakes for me. Because obviously, Din Djarin's going to be fine. Bo-Katan's going to be fine. Paz Vizsla might be fine. He might not, but like, do we care? Not really. And then the armor, she's like, they're president so she's gonna be fine so it's like what what are the stakes for this battle like we know they're gonna win so i just kind of was like all right well this is just a fun action sequence if we had some masks coming off and we had some like visual association with some of these people maybe i might be more invested but i'm just finding it very hard to connect with a lot of the characters and i am so thrilled 
that Bo-Katan takes her helmet off because I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this with Mandalorians that I actually care about with just their helmets on all the time. I, there's no connection for me. Yeah, I don't even like when the regular Mandalorians were in. Like, everyone just take your helmets off. I'm yeah, done with this. just take your helmets off. Where, sidetrack, where do you stand on the armor? Like, I feel like mm-hmm. for the longest time, it kind of seemed like she was being built up as the villain, right? Bo-Katan, yeah. who's the one we're supposed to trust and like, she's like, they're a cult. And like the armor is doing a lot of cult like things. So like my whole thing was like, I think the armor is the villain here. But now in this episode, it kind of seems like she's going back to, I don't know. What's, how do you feel? Well, I was really interested in the, in the theories that the armor was, um, I forget the character's actual name, but one of the people who followed Darth Maul when he uh, let, and he, she has the, the horns on her helmet. So it's exactly. plausible um, that she's the same character, but we, we never really, that was a fan theory. I don't think it ever had any real legs, but that was interesting to me because then that would have made me think like, oh yeah, she is probably the villain that's leading this, you know, really extremist version of Mandalorians. Now it's like, she seems like she's just... They're Yoda. I think you know how I feel about Yoda, so I won't get too deep into it. I think, I don't know if you know how I feel, but I think you do. Um, It's not good, spoiler alert for anyone listening. So I think, um, you know, she's just like their spiritual guide, it seems, which is interesting. I don't know. I don't know where we're going. This is kind of where how I feel. I just don't know where we're going. Yeah. I feel like there's seeds, like there's seeds of things and there have been, but like, Every time I think it's going one direction, it goes another yeah. direction. Like, mm-hmm. I felt like there was, like, a, a weird, like, Bo-Katan Mando thing being, like, built up where they don't like each other and they're going to rival for this. The now Dark I feel Saber. like they might date. Yeah, now it's, like, completely different. And mm-hmm. then, uh, what else? Uh, yeah, again, with the armor. Again, I, I like, I don't know where that's going now. I yeah. guess the big thing is Mop Gideon. That's just the only thing we have in our radar. Yeah, I mean, I'm fine with that. I, I'm fine with it, but I'm also not. Like, I, I'm obviously he was not gone forever but it just feels like we need to move beyond that now into a new story which it felt like we were doing with mandalore but now it's just like all right i guess we're not going to mandalore we're gonna stay at navarro but we're gonna get more mandalorians to come here um which is interesting i think that's interesting i just want to understand why the make or break thing is the helmet like i just need to know why this is the way that they feel and what they believe and why other mandalorians just are like, no, I'm taking my helmet off. Like, is that really the biggest fundamental difference between this extremist part of the Mandalores and the other Mandalorians that are that are not feeling? I, I just want to know more about it. And I would like to focus there, but now it feels like I get it. They have to back into the first order and, you know, and all that stuff. I get it. I just feel like we're taking weird, we're taking a weird route to get there, I think. It's just so inconvenient of all the traditions. Like I talk about this a lot on the podcast. I was raised Catholic. Um, I have experienced a lot of the Catholic traditions and even throughout being associated with the Catholic church and knowing people that go to the Catholic church, even they, which they're pretty extreme, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Even they drop traditions because they're like, this is kind of dumb. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, like, uh, this is that's and that's the kind of thing where I'm like, you guys are the worst of the worst. Yeah, they. I mean, they are right, and it feels like we're rooting for this main character, Din Djarin, who is kind of the worst of the worst because he's like, no, I have to go back to my home planet and basically baptize myself in these living waters for no reason, just because I took my helmet off. Which then I was like. Okay, so we're not seeing Pedro Pascal's face for the rest of the season. If he's going through all of this because he took his helmet off one time, like 
he's not going to take his helmet off again unless the goal of Bo-Katan is to bring all of these other Mandalorians here and then everybody agrees like, hey, maybe this is dumb. Maybe we should like break these traditions that we have. They don't, nobody's more Mandalorian than the rest of us. We're all Mandalorians and we can all just live with our helmets off and we don't have to walk to a scared corner quiet somewhere to eat our pork soup or whatever. What was it called? Not pork soup. That would be Pog. horrible. Pork soup. <laughs> pork that would, that soup would be, be something horrible. Chewbacca yeah, was. Chewie's favorite food. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just hope, I hope we get, I hope we break the tradition a little bit. Because like I said, I think it's making it hard to to connect to the storyline and some of the characters. So here's my theory. And mm -hmm. I like, I agree with you. I think we might get a flash of Pedro Pascal, maybe in like, like kind of like a finale type deal as yeah. we always typically get it. Um, I think, uh, I think season four is our season for, for a full, uh, Pedro Pascal, uh, face. Uh, and I think that is because he has blown up a lot recently. Like he has, like he was a big star because of the Mandalorian, but like he's two for two now. And like, mm -hmm. he's, he's one, like one of the most beloved celebrities ever. And like, he didn't have that same status when they filmed this. Like, again, right. he had some status, but like, it's different now. He's number one, baby. Oh yeah. He's number one. Big time, number one across the board. He's like, he's catapulted into A-list status almost overnight because of, I guess because of The Last of Us and just because he's very quirky and hilarious in interviews. Plus, you know, I'm a big fan. I love him. I'm, I'm on the Pedro Pascal TikTok with everyone else just scrolling through and feeling bad about myself about how many videos I watch of Pedro Pascal and thirsting over him. So I get it. Um, yeah, who's not? Everybody's there. Um, what I think... My theory is that he might not be in season four and that maybe it's going to be the Bo-Katan show and she's going to be the Mandalorian. Maybe that's extreme, but it feels like they're giving her the main character energy in the season. He's just kind of there. So I wouldn't, I would love them to subvert expectations and just be like, you're out, she's in. And then not that I'm a huge fan of hers. I just think she's more interesting to me right now. She has more of a path forward. He's just kind of there and he has this dark saber and he doesn't even know what to do with it. He shouldn't have it. She should have it. So we'll see what happens. The, I'll say this is the most I've ever liked Bo-Katan. Me too. Um, and I'm I, not I really a Bo-Katan fan. Yeah, it's like she's fine. I didn't hate her. But uh, she's now... She's on the wrong side of history often. Sure. Fair, fair point. Fair yeah. Point. But now she's, you know, she's redeeming herself, it seems like. She's going to unite the Mandalorian. So yeah. Um, okay, here. So let's get back to they. They end up winning the fight. We don't need to talk about the fight anymore. Mm -hmm. There's some stuff that happens. <laughs> Armor yeah. used tools to uh, hurt people. Yep. Um, uh, grief comes back, and they finally get. He gives the land to the Mandalorians. He's like, mm -hmm. "You're welcome to stay here from this point to this point." Uh, so they live on Navarro now. Welcome in home. the in public eye. Yeah. They don't have to hide um, in the sewers there anymore because that's where they used to live, right? In the sewers of Navarro. Yeah sewers and caves and, mm -hmm. yeah so um and this is where we get this scene with the armor and bo-katan and this is the thing that like i've heard the th fan theory you mentioned earlier where um she was somebody from death watch mm -hmm. um i think my big thing is like i feel like bo would have interacted like i feel like bo should know who that person is yeah. when speaking to the armor but i don't know uh, i'm not gonna rule it out um with that being said they do have a conversation here and the armor has like a big change of heart, which again, like my theory was that the armor was a villain, and like I seemed like now she's the hero because she's like, uh, <laughs> "You saw the mythosaur. My eyes are open. Take your helmet off." Mm -hmm. So, uh, at least we get Katie Sackoff. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I'm thankful because it. This really would not have made sense to me if she was so like, "You're an extremist cult. This doesn't make any sense. Our people are against each other," and then she just goes and joins them. 
just because they accept. I mean, it feels like she wants to be connected to Mandalorian culture and Mandalore in general and other Mandalorians. So it would make sense that she was like, you know, I haven't taken my helmet off yet. I guess I can stay here and just like leave whenever I want and see how it goes. And they did accept her into this weird, you know, society that they have. So I could see why she would, you know, instead of sitting in her depression chair in her castle that no longer exists, like what else is she going to really do? Um, but I'm glad that they're giving her her face back and they're giving her this power to bring other Mandalorians there, regardless of what they believe in. And I'm excited to see where that storyline goes. Yep. So Bo walks both worlds, which mm -hmm. uh, saying that I was like, Mando walks both worlds, kind of there for a little like, well, right. why are you giving whatever? I guess she met them at the store. That's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't see it. She did. Yeah. Bo-Katan could be lying, too, by the way, about the Mesosaur. <laughs> She could totally be lying. I think they honestly, I mean, it's a good thing they brought the water back to test it, but like they should have just lied the whole time. I guess yeah. it wouldn't have worked out for them because they brought the proof, but like. I mean, say, okay, I did it. I left, but I'm right. back now. Right. So, um, we do have one final scene here where Carson Tava has stumbled across a crashed shuttle in space. Mm -hmm. And this is where they find out that it was Moff Gideon's transport and he has been taken but they find um, Beskar alloy, which has led them to believe that Mandalorians uh, saved Moff Gideon. This is wild. This is a big development, I think. I think it's a big yeah. cue as to where we're going with the rest of the season. So what did you think about this reveal? I thought it was very interesting. Part of me was like, did he have that staff? But no, that was melted to give uh, Grogu his very cute little chainmail. So yeah, I mean... Not every Mandalorian has Beskar armor, right? It's 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 not, especially now that Mandalore is, you know, under the ground, right? Am I right there? It's kind of like yeah. harder to find. Well, Mando didn't always have Beskar, right? right. I don't know what his suit was made out of before, but like he had to earn like pieces yeah. of the suit. So like, yeah. And I look at some of the other Mandalorians and yeah, they're, they're definitely uh, not wearing Beskar. They're not wearing Beskar. Like, maybe, I mean, maybe it's painted Beskar, but it looks like crap, so. Totally. Yeah, so I want, I mean... This is interesting. This is going to be really interesting. And I wonder if Bo is going to be the one to figure out who finds him or how, how we're going to uncover it. And if there's going to be like evil Mandalorians or not so evil Mandalorians, you know, who knows? I don't know. But um, it would be interesting to see if there's some portion of Mandalorians that are responsible for freeing him and then, you know, directly backing into the First Order somehow. Yeah, this is uh, very interesting to me. I'd also mentioned in the past the possibilities of like some sort of this season going into like some sort of like Mandalorian civil war, whether yeah. it be amongst between like whether it be Mando versus the armor or now all of them mm -hmm. versus whatever this hidden clan is. So uh, I don't know. It's uh, interesting. What are the odds that I, I keep going back to this and I apologize. I'm sure the audience yeah, is sick of my armor hate. But what are the odds that like the armor did have a hand in this? I, if she is related somehow to Darth Maul, like this theory said, I would say relatively high. Plus like Beskar, she's got the best, she puts the Beskar all together. You know, she's like making all this stuff. So maybe, I mean, I wouldn't say no. I don't, I think it's a non-zero chance that she's involved. Yeah. So, um, and it's, it's also kind of hard for me to imagine that there is like another, like super organized group of Mandalorians. Yeah. Like, yeah, I feel it does like, feel like they're a ragtag bunch just mm -hmm. hiding in places, not super organized. Yeah, a lot of them probably just took the armor off and became like normal people. Uh, like, they're like, well, uh, I don't know. Maybe like I'm wrong. Maybe Din Djarin should have done. There you go. There's something. Maybe. Um, 
yeah, I don't know. I think it's, uh, I think it'll be interesting. I'm interested to see if Din and Bo land on the same side of maybe this potential civil war or opposite sides. I'm going to think opposite just because of the Darksaber. I don't think Bo-Katan's going to give the thought of the Darksaber up that quickly. So we'll see what happens. I agree. And I've been saying that. And I feel like I've had a lot of guests tell me like, no, she's going to like understand. I'm like, I don't, I don't know that that's understand. Bo. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. I don't think she's going to understand. That's the vibe I'm, yeah. I get from her. Um, so we'll put a pin on that. But that is yeah. the episode here. Any other thoughts on uh, this episode, The Pirate? Um, You know, I felt at the end of this episode, I was like, all right, I'm interested to see where this is going to go. This is like, okay, now we're we're cooking with gas. We have what it seems like the rest of the season is going to be just kind of wish it didn't take us five episodes to get here because is this the last two seasons have been what eight episodes right yeah i think that's right is this one longer or would do we really only have a few more episodes left to kind of flesh this out i think we only have a few more episodes to flesh this out. yeah and that's i think been my biggest issue with the mandalorian as a show to date is that the episodes have been short which this season they're longer so i will give them a plus on that um and there's a lot of week to week hijinks in the past seasons which we're also getting in this season it feels like that don't tie back to the bigger story and there are some people who really like that and i'm not one of those people i like to just have the story be a little bit more episodic and kind of just tell the full story rather than just like jump back and forth so i i mean they've they've wrapped the last two seasons up pretty well so i think they'll probably do it pretty well in this one but it's taken me a little while to sink my teeth into yeah, there's actually this very big positive um, message going around about like these standalone episodes where people are like, it's okay. Like, it's just that it's Star Wars. We're happy to. And I don't want to be a hater. Okay. Like, yeah. uh, I love all Star Wars. I will take it. Any... But Star Wars has always been episode. It's never, it's not like we, uh, you know, it wasn't like we got episodes four and five and then we like did like a, like a, Chewbacca movie, right? Right, right. Uh, it, it, so it does feel a little weird for Star Wars when they go off like that. I will say there are some episodes that work really well. I think uh, Clone Wars, you know, at least they did arcs. You know, I right. feel like we could at least work in arcs here. Um, but yeah, I I have a feeling that they're trying to tie a lot of, of the what seemed like standalone stuff in this season with the pirates to Moff Gideon. Yeah. And maybe, like I said, maybe the armor is still involved with some of the stuff. So um, I like, I'd like to see the full picture uh, when it's done, but you're right. I, I think the reason we stopped talking about bad batches is like, what are we doing here? Like, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. It is what it is. And that's the great thing about star Wars. You can love something and I can dislike something and we yeah. can just agree and all love star Wars still. Yeah, everybody on the internet who has different Star Wars opinions notoriously just gets along with each other. So, like, you know, that's totally you've set that, that precedent. Yeah, that's how it works. No, I think, uh, yeah, I agree with your your point about Clone Wars. I think the this type of format worked really well for Clone Wars or bit Bad Batch, maybe not so much because there are a lot less episodes so far. But um, Dave Filoni just loves an arc of hijinks. You know, he has to throw his hijinks in there. And Clone Wars, it's easy to skip over because there's like 100 episodes of Clone Wars. And, you know, like you said, there's arcs. This, I think, is a little, um, it's tough because there's eight episodes a season and they're real people. It's not animated. So it's a little bit like, oh, we really are just uh, just climbing up a mountain for a whole episode. Okay. All right. That's what we're doing. Okay. Katie, I just, something just came to me. Yes. And I hope you're down to go down this rabbit hole with me. Of course. We've done the cameo drafts before. 
uh, let's do this. I want to okay. do a death draft. <gasps> and here's my thought process. And you mentioned this before. Like, they, you felt like there were no stakes in The Mandalorian yep. because you felt like all the characters had uh, Beskar plot armor, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I will say, and I'm not going to spoil The Bad Batch here. Slight, uh, okay, slight spoiler for The Bad Batch finale. Um, they didn't hold back on a death. And I feel and like I wish they right. did. Yeah, I think I think we need stakes here. I think we need we, we need to know that these characters aren't safe. Mm -hmm. So if you're down, why don't we both pick two people that we think might die? We'll go back and forth. Okay. How does that sound? Yeah. I'll let you go first. Okay. Um, I think hmm, who's my first person that's gonna die? Do I want to I actually, think? I'm thinking about it. I feel like I have a lot of cheap picks. Like I feel like there are a couple obvious ones out there. Yeah. Like side I, side picks. Yeah, same. I think I'm gonna take a big swing and say the armor is gonna oh. die. Okay. Yeah, I think she might not make it through. I think doesn't seem like if it's going in the trajectory that we feel like it's going, and there's gonna be the civil war, and maybe Bo is gonna be the leader, or there's gonna be these two separate factions. It doesn't feel like there's a place for her in the future, and she's gonna you know embark her wisdom on everyone, and then just something's. Plus, she doesn't have any weapons to protect herself. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I think she's my pick. Okay. So, and I, like I said, I feel like there's a couple, like, um, there's a couple easy picks, but I don't want to go for an easy pick. Yeah. Like, there, a lot of, like, the side villains that we've gotten thus far oh, that are yeah. still kind of lingering out there. Like, uh, I'm going to, my first thought, like, is Vane, the pirate that escaped, who I guess is going to go work on Moff Gideon. I don't know what's oh, going right. on there. Uh, yeah, I like oh, yeah, I guess back. we didn't talk about him. He just kind of yeah, bounced. Yeah, he disappeared. Mm -hmm. um, I, I feel like he could come back and die, but that feels too easy. So mm -hmm. I'm going to go a, a little bit harder. I'm going to say Elia Kane. I feel like okay. I feel like this is a one-season arc for this character, and she's yeah. out. Yeah, so. I can see that. I can see that. I think my next one is going to be a relatively big swing, too, and I'm, I think Grief Karga is going to die. <gasps> oh, no. It, it, Grief Karga feels like... Um, Again, a lot of grief cargo hate for me on this episode, but uh, uh, he just seems straight. like somebody that would stick around for far too long. <laughs> but I don't know. It feels like that's what I'm getting from him this season is that he's stuck mm -hmm. around like a little too long. So I don't know. I could see yeah. it maybe. Unfortunately, like he's he didn't do so well in this episode leading his people. Who knows? He's got these Mandalorians living on the planet now. Who knows if there's going to be some kind of revolution or something that could take him out. He could be a casualty. You never know. Okay. I'm going to do a, another one that is kind of, it might be a swing because I'm not convinced we're going to see this character again, but they're definitely going to die. Um, we got a cameo already uh, from Killer and Beck. And I feel like Killer uh -huh. and Beck at some point has to die for Grogu to be alone. So if we get another flashback, I think that might be what happens. Yeah. That's totally possible. It is sad. I don't want that to happen because, you know, Ahmed Best needs his needs his flowers. And I feel mm -hmm. like he's getting them. And he was such a badass in, in the last episode that I hope he um I hope he's like leading something somewhere underground that and he'll just have a long, prosperous life. Yeah. Um, let's hope. We can only hope. Maybe he's yeah. in uh maybe he shows up in uh Jedi Survivor. We'll see. That would be pretty amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that would be pretty amazing. Um, okay, Katie, this was uh, such a blast. It's always great to you're you're one of the great ones to talk Star Wars Thank with. You. So thank um, you for always having me. It's a lot of fun. Do you have a recommendation you want to leave with the audience? 
I do. It may be a little bit out of date, not super out of date, but maybe a little bit out of date. But if you are not watching Outlast on Netflix, I don't know if anyone's recommended this to you. <laughs> I recommended it last week on the podcast. Did you? Actually. Did you? Yeah. Oh, crap. Okay. I'm sorry. But no, um, I'm going to cement your recommendation because what a ride you are in for if you have not seen this show. I don't even want to say anything. It's just um, you just have to watch it. It's if you're if you enjoy villainy, real people who are just absolute villains watch the show. I mean, it's like it's like why I like reality TV amplified by like a hundred times. Yes. Right. Yes. Like, like I find it interesting to see the depths that people will go to to get ahead. And that's what this this is that every bit of yeah. that. Yeah. It's so. like when you leave people to their own devices, they will really surprise you in probably the worst ways. So Human beings are not civilized by nature. Let's just yeah. let's just remember that. And don't get me wrong; uh, it is very terrifying. <laughs> like it's, 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 a thing. Yeah, it's horrifying. It's horrifying. It's it, it like justifies like when you watch like things like uh, you know The Last of Us, where you know there's like bandits and bad guys doing bad things. And it's like would there really be like this group of bad oh. guys? And it's like yeah. I think there would be. <laughs> I definitely think there would be a thousand percent, yeah. a thousand percent. Yeah, so. Um, okay, I have a recommendation here, and anybody who knows me and the way I play video games, I'm a big, a big hater episode for me. I hate remakes. Okay, I think okay. they're cash grabs. A lot of them are half-assed. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot of times remakes are actually just remasters, right? They just remaster the graphics and they take the old game and just enhance it a little bit, and they say, "Oh, we remade the game." Mm -hmm. like, no, you didn't remake the game. There's a remake that came out this week that I think is super well done. And it's based on one of my favorite video games. Resident Evil 4 is back. And um, I've only played like 20 minutes of it. But I am so impressed with the overhaul they've done. And I, I, I've replayed the other. And the reason I trusted this because the other Resident Evil remakes are truly good too. Yeah. Um, and I dove into this one. And it's like I'm back as like my young uh, preteen playing this game. Uh, and I'm scared, and it's good, and the game mechanics are great, and um, yeah, if if you are a lover of that game, the remake is totally worth it. Check that out. Shout out to Leon. I played the demo, um, and the demo just keeps you in that like creepy little village, mm -hmm. and with the guy with the chainsaw. And I just got chainsawed to death fifty times in a row, and I was like, I need to just put put this away for a minute. And I haven't dug deep into the official game yet, but. Um, yeah, it, it looks amazing. The graphics are incredible. It, it really is. They did an amazing job with it from what I've seen. And the reviews are stellar. Yeah. I will um, say beware if you're buying The Last of Us on PC, though. If you Another recommendation is The Last of Us subreddit if you want to see hilarious screenshots and videos of how janky this release is. I played it on PC. It's fine for me, but a lot of people... I mean, we had a few moments where it wasn't, but the, I mean, overall, it's okay. But uh, the... Um, there's some hilarious graphics out there of some glitches and stuff from the game. Oh no, I didn't know. Yeah. I saw that. Like, I saw that there were reviews. I hadn't looked at them. Not um, great. But I was, I was gonna play. Like, I was down to replay. I was, I was gonna buy it for like the fourth time. Like, I bought this game yeah. so many times, so I was gonna do it again. But yeah, I bought it on like. on release day. It takes about two hours to like really boot the game up in earnest. It's not not a great experience but for me once the game got going it was a lot of fun but it's my first time for playing it myself i've watched people play it but it's my first actual playthrough so i'm, I'm having fun with it uh are you aware to, off topic um yeah. have you played or watched the second one yes. are you spoiled for the season two? yes fully spoiled okay. yes okay i'm very not, excited not looking forward looking forward but not 
that's all. That's another one. That's like where I like I, it's the self torture part of myself. Mm -hmm. Where like it, yeah, um, I, yeah, that, that is what it is. Yeah, um, Katie, uh, I want to give you the chance. You're always up to fun stuff on oh, Twitch you. and everywhere else. So I want to give you the chance to tell people what you're up to and where they can find sure. you online and all that good stuff. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm on Twitter at real slim katie um i am on twitch at twitch.tv slash real slim katie with an underscore at the end um and yeah like i said playing the last of us there just got done playing jedi fallen order which is really fun i can't wait for jedi survivor um i'm trying to plow through the last of us so i can be done in time for jedi fallen order to release so um yeah that's what i'm doing over there and uh i'm also on silent podcast so if you like what you hear from me which i I promise you I'm not always this much of a hater today. I don't know. I just had it in me. Um, I'm talking about Big Brother Canada over there, and I'm talking about The Mandalorian over there as well. And um, I think that's... Oh, no, and Real Housewives over there, too. So doing a bunch of stuff over on Town Podcast, so you can check that out. Are you a big Real Housewives person? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not... Oh, yeah. I'm like, I've never watched it, but, like, I'm, like, so curious from the outside. Like, uh, like I haven't dipped my toe in, but, uh, you know, I'm always, like, keeping my ear out. Like, hmm... I I'm, um, I, I feel like I'm like a perfect, like these women are like my family, like my extended family, but I like study them. Like, I feel like I could teach a class on them. Like I just, I've been in it for way too long. I can never get out. I think about them more than I should. It's, it's probably a disease really, but it's And you watch all the cities oh, yeah. like they do. Okay. Oh yeah. All of them. Love yep. That. Yep. Every single uh, one. <laughs> there you go. All right, Katie, thanks again for doing this. Yeah, um, thank you. I like i like to remind everybody to rate and review us on iTunes and Spotify, preferably five stars. Also, please subscribe because we're going to be every single week with Mandalorian coverage. We are going to do a Bad Batch uh, season recap to make up for the week-to-week -week stuff that we did not give you guys. So uh, if you subscribe, you'll have that straight to your feed. Um, also, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Star Wars Pod. And we also have a Discord community, so if that's something you're interested in, you can hit us up and we will get you a link. But that is all we got for you guys. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye.